0: Stick a pony in me pocket I'll fetch the suitcase from the van Cos if you are the besters But you don't ask questions Then
1: brother... Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner Here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM My name is Graeme Stevens, And I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face Why
0: do only fours
1: Hello there and welcome back. Les Dawson was born on the 2nd of February 1931. He was an English comedian, actor, writer and presenter who is best remembered for his deadpan style, community persona. And jokes about his mother-in-law and wife. And when I did stand-up comedy, I owe a lot of what I did, to Les Dawson. Here he is with a show entitled "The Audience That Never Was." There
2: certainly, is no business like show business. <laughs> Without a
3: doubt, Liz was one of the biggest comedic performers in the country.
4: Whatever he did, he turned it to gold. You know, he just had that magic touch. He
5: was a presenter, he was
4: a
6: game show host.
7: He was a musician. He
6: <laughs> was a great gag teller, he was a great story teller. I went to the doctor last week,
2: I said, can I have some sleeping pills for the wife? He said, why, and she woke up? <laughs>
8: Simply, mean, there is no other comedian, either then or now, quite like Les Dawson.
2: Darling, would you tell your dear mother her bath's ready? She'd <laughs> 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 Last week, we had Coco Van. Oh, we tried that once, but there's no room in our minute. <laughs> At
9: the peak of his career in 1993, my husband Les was just about to host. An audience with
10: an audience with such that you know you've made it. You're there.
3: You're a star.
9: As the producer of the show, I can tell you, Les was incredibly excited, and
8: everything was ready.
3: But just two weeks before we were due to record the show, Les sadly died.
9: This is the 20th anniversary of my husband's death. He'd be so excited that we're making the show that he never got to make. To use this incredible hologram technology to bring comedy like this into a big studio, it's
4: an incredibly groundbreaking thing to do. I just love my dad back for one day, and I can't believe that I'm actually going to see him face to face.
5: The thought of Les Dawson coming back as a hologram fries my tiny mind. He's
4: back. Go on, Les.
10: Make us laugh.
3: years ago Les Dawson was about to join the exclusive list of stars that did an audience with <laughs> it was a show of great prestige it was almost like sort of being made a superstar are you
5: here for the night do
3: <laughs> you you peek through a hole
10: in the curtain before you go oh did you see all those famous faces in front of you?
5: I think it would be a good idea now if
10: all the ugly ones came down and
3: sat near the front. <laughs> you have? Good, this. Well, an audience with us always a show that Les wanted to do, so when we invited him, he was just over the moon.
5: You've been asked to do an audience with Les Dawson. How do you feel about this? I'm quite honoured in a way, I suppose.
4: Who's going to be in the audience,
5: you know? Well, I don't know. These are all the
2: pros and they've got some surprise guests. All I'm concentrating on is trying to get some stuff together for it.
9: The set was signed off and ready to be built... The audience was booked. We were ready. We were ready to make this show.
4: The comedian Les
5: Dawson has died at the age of 59.
11: He collapsed at a hospital in Manchester after going there for an outpatient appointment.
4: The award-winning comedian had suffered
9: heart and lung problems for the last seven years, but recently reformed. He just asked me to go and get a coffee in a newspaper, and obviously when I came back, he died.
10: Very, very sad time for everybody. The whole nation mourned the passing
12: of Les.
3: Les's memorial service was just full of love. Everybody was there for Les because they loved Les.
4: I was only eight months old when my dad died. It's so sad because I never really got to know him.
0: (laughs) Oh, you nearly smiled
9: then. It's an amazing feeling to sit here 20 years later and feel that we're honoring him. This was the show he so wanted to make, and it's the show he so should have made. I do miss, miss him terribly, but you know, this hologram is just amazing for Charlotte and I.
2: Yes, that was you, Charlotte. such joined to our lives. And there's your little cot over there.
4: Obviously, I've never experienced seeing my dad as an adult, so it's going to be such a surreal moment, and um, I can't wait to see it.
9: We've travelled from the north, from Blackpool, to see Les,
4: which we're so excited about Mm. and so nervous.
9: I've not slept for months, and um, part of me is very excited, but I'm very emotional, obviously, to have Les back, and uh, it's just wonderful that uh, we've got this hologram. It's just wonderful, wonderful for, to see him come alive and... Surreal. It was just amazing. amazing. Absolutely amazing. amazing.
2: Well, I was born, mother was so overjoyed, the midwife had to slap him to something and
0: screaming.
4: I've always wanted to meet my dad and just finally got the opportunity. I just wanted to reach out and touch him and I just wanted to cuddle him and he's just so amazing to see him and his mannerisms and everything it's just spot on
9: my god it was worth waiting 20 years i forgot then for that moment when i watched him that you know he wasn't mm-hmm. still here with us because it was so believable he'd have just adored this
11: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage for the first time in 20 years les
0: dawson
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for allowing me in your, your wonderful homes in an attempt to bring a soup song of amusement, to lighten the shadows of mundane reality. <laughs> Firstly, I should like to thank TV for allowing me to work here. <laughs> Secondly, to thank the wife and kids for making it necessary. <laughs> the biggest vote of thanks must go to my parents. To that brief moment of indiscretion all those years ago behind the brewery,
0: <laughs>
2: which resulted in me being here now. <laughs> How they loved me, mummy and daddy. When I was born, mother was so overjoyed the midwife had to slap her to stop her from screaming. <laughs> and daddy was such fun to be with. He was always up to mischief. When I was christened, around if it's in the font <laughs> the games we played blind man's buff on beachy head <laughs> hide and seek he was very good at it he'd hide and I'd have to find him
0: <laughs>
2: Cardiff, Glasgow, Edinburgh <laughs> twice he used to take me out deer shooting which I thoroughly enjoyed the only thing I didn't like was when he, he made me run through the forest with antlers on my cap <laughs> But I think I loved dad most when he pretended to be annoyed. Like the time we went shark fishing and I fell off the hook. (laughs) Happy memories of a happy childhood.
7: most famous faces on telly for over 20 years
11: he was one of the few who had enormous presence on television so distinctive
5: people loved him and that's the mark of a great star wonderful stillness which conveyed this awesome funny comic power
2: i went to the doctor today i said what's good for wind to give me a kite
7: always open for you to go and have a drink with
10: him. He was just lawyers and grates. He was just down to it.
7: I did
4: pantomime with Les and he loved making me laugh. So I'd be sort of in the middle of a song and then he'd go like that to me.
11: He loved working with other comedians. Good evening. Here is the news. John Cleese was a great admirer of Les. (laughs) We used to cheerfully call them the odd couple. I it!
8: Everybody likes to have themselves made a bit of a fool on.
2: You know, you make me laugh. You come and here. You don't bother with a hairdresser.
0: <laughs> still
8: in a very special way.
2: All the best, you look like a black banana. <laughs>
5: a twinkle about him and a warmth that made it not malicious.
2: I told you to just stay in the truck.
3: I just had to look at Les... And I start to laugh.
2: Mother? Mother.
6: Mother. <laughs> what was amazing about Leslie gurning, a lot of people don't know, is that he was a, a bit of a boxer in his younger days, and one of the reasons he was able to move his jaw to that position was he actually broke his jaw in a fight once.
2: The oldest form of humour was pulling faces.
4: He just had a naturally very funny face.
5: <laughs> Les made gurning an art form.
4: I think Leslie's most famous face is probably something like this.
7: Well, he would do that, wouldn't he?
6: That's very
5: good, that Tommy. That's yeah. not gurning, that's natural.
0: Oh, you,
5: I think with Les Dawson, he also created all of these memorable characters. I <laughs> do. One that really sticks in my mind, amongst all these brilliant canopy of characters, were the two women, Sissy and Ada. The hotels here are wonderful. Oh, uh, are the food is, mm. is beyond compare. Oh, oh wonderful. <laughs> mm.
0: have,
5: you, uh, have you had the shish kebab? Ever since we arrived? <laughs> Day things, made less laugh. Just listening to conversations uh, of, of people in restaurants, people on buses, or whatever. Have you ever experienced the thrill of a Roman Polanski? <laughs> Very nearly
2: once, but Burger got cramp in his knees.
7: Some of my favourite stuff that. Les came out with him. I suppose he's synonymous for now the mother in law jokes and the wife gags. Because
2: me and the wife dogged it on. It's no secret. <coughs> she said to me the night in bed, she said, You're no good to me. I want a man who can hold me like Rock Hudson, thrill me like Kirk Douglas, and make me blood pound like Marlon Brando. What can you do? I said, Go and fetch me teeth and I'll bite like Lassie. <laughs> the wife ran off with my next door neighbour. Oh, I do miss him. <laughs> I said, The wife to whip Zoo. But I haven't got room for it." <laughs>
11: No, he didn't really mean it.
2: The oh, wife well, said, so, How would you like to speak to mum? I said, Through a spiritualist.
11: <laughs> I loved his own mother in law at the time, I remember, and she, she treated him with great good humour. Like, oh, here he goes again.
2: Now, the wife wanted us to have a big wedding in a big church. Well, it had to be a big church to get a mother in. <laughs>
11: There was a reaction uh, after his real-life mother-in-law died when he just felt, I can't be doing this anymore, and then people wanted to know where the mother-in-law jokes were.
9: He used to get lots of letters, particularly from the mother-in-laws, saying, why don't you mention us anymore, Les? And he brought it back into the act.
2: She used to stand there with her arms of Kimbo, the mother-in-law, massive arms. When she folded them, it was like looking at two sides of government in a stranglehold.
7: <laughs> Les had a very special... He comedic quality and I don't think anybody has come up to him since.
2: Have to join in a small sing song. Where would we be without good music?
0: <laughs> Here.
2: <laughs> Do you know, I never slept a wink last night. I kept getting this hideous, recurrent nightmare that I was an old sports car and the wife's mother had a foot on the foot of my throttle. <laughs> I lay there in my tangled bed in a bemused stupor, and I gazed around at the familiar things. The rotting floorboards. <laughs> the peeling wallpaper. The fly-spattered, naked 40 watt bulb. The mouse droppings on the dresser. The sack thrust at the broken window, and I thought, by God, you're doing well for yourself, then. <laughs> the wife was sleeping like a log. She had red in the fireplace. <laughs> As usual, she was snoring with all the rhythmic grace of a gastric bullock. (laughs) I bent across and kissed a gentleman on the black eye patch. (laughs) She stirred and yawned. And with her having no teeth, it was rather like... (laughs) leaning over the rim of a damp bucket. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the wife's ugly but last Christmas she stood on the mistletoe waiting for someone to kiss her and she was still there at Lent.
0: <laughs>
2: In fact, she went to see that film The Elephant Man and the audience thought she was making a personal appearance. <laughs> From the other bedroom came the sound of the, the mother-in-law playing a record of Hitler's speeches. <laughs> She'd obviously had a drink. She was firing a loo into the cat cinders. <laughs> But that reminded me, I thought, how music has affected my life ever since I was a kid. At the age of five, my dad gave me a packet of sandwiches and a bugle, and he opened the front door, he said, blow. (laughs) (laughs) Because Dad was great. I mean, my father used to actually collect old musical instruments, but he was very absent-minded because people used to come to the house to ask him where he'd put the (laughs) lute. Was a marvellous singer. She had a great voice. She could sing till the cows came home. And when she did sing, it sounded as though they'd arrived.
0: <laughs>
2: in show business, probably the most prominent member of my family was my great-aunt Margaret. She was the last of the gaiety girls in Edwardian, London. Her men used to take some pain from a slipper and throw roses after she danced. She was 96 when she died, with damp feet and green fly.
0: <laughs> so my,
2: my parents were determined that I should carry on the family tradition of music, and for over seven years, I sweated on the piano stool, and then things got better. They bought me a piano. <laughs> and Dad was great. Then I used to sit there with me chubby little fists, hitting the notes, and Dad was smashing. He leap out of bed and help me to keep time by banging the lid up down on my fingers. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's programme is all about words and music. And I thought if I started with Greece Pielican you would
4: you some idea of that. I think the music aspect of Leslie's comedy was very important because it made him different to a lot of other stand-up comedians. <laughs>
5: And whenever you saw Les walking up to it, you go, "Here we go."
6: He learned his craft as a musician before he became a comic.
10: Feeling when he started to sing
3: Nothing. and do that feeling song, you when you watched him, you thought, "Does he really
5: want to sing?" Trying to forget, and you think, "Wow, you know, that's a that's a good voice." I feelings
7: of love
8: Sometimes you think, oh, he's going to sing a song straight today. And then, bang. Fear
0: <laughs> Fear <of> the <laughs> <of feeling laughs> I wish I never met
11: <laughs> we'll never go again So then, of course, there was a like, Wonderful attitude and piano playing
12: And his
10: face even when he hit the bum notes was deadly serious like it. Look at me, I'm playing aren't I wonderful?
2: (laughs) Yes you've guessed, it's melody hour.
9: If you didn't play the piano, they'd be shouting, the piano, the piano.
2: I'd like to play the piano for you. I was going to play you a little something from Mozart, but I won't because he never plays any of mine.
9: <laughs> Les took his piano playing very seriously. He played the piano every day at home. <laughs> and he would play classical. And then he'd go into the off-key. <laughs>
0: well,
2: that's enough of the money I'm getting.
8: Now, just as he made the piano one of his sidekicks, I mean, who would have thought of making a bunch of girls like the Roly-Poleys another sidekick?
10: Big, girls. Ooh, deep, whoa. <laughs> they were good, too.
7: He made them into a cliché. Very big stars.
9: People had written in and said they looked like Roly-jam roly jam so... The name came
8: and uh, a huge hit. Have you watched him tap dance with a really light on the feet? Particularly more.
6: He <laughs> had got to be big. In fact, that was the most important thing. If you're
0: wise, exercise on the fat off, take it off, over here, over there.
9: If he thought they were looking a bit slim, he'd order trays of meat pies. <laughs> trays of
0: pies. <laughs>
9: Girls, let me feed you up.
10: It just complimented Les's persona. He was a short, chubby, jolly gentleman, and they were short, chubby, jolly ladies.
2: Some years ago, I went through a pretty bad time, in fact. Things were so bad, I went to give a pint of blood and it bounced. <laughs> in those days, I, I wasn't in show business. I was working for British Rail. <clears throat> the Buffy, Station Buffy and Crewe. I was a meat pie reviver. <laughs> Funny, that's where I met the wife. She was working in a discount store in Crewe, and I went in to buy a lampshade. I was something about the way she was stood behind the counter with the sunlight dappling the dandruff on her shoulders.
0: As
2: <laughs> on a <the> wart. <laughs> and I said, excuse me, miss, what will you take off for cash? She said, everything by earring. <laughs> In the winter of that year we got married. I always remember it was bitterly cold. In fact, it was so cold outside the church, brass monkeys were lagging one another. <laughs> Through pretty lean times, the wife lost her job. It was unfortunate, she couldn't, have, couldn't avoid it. it was, she got rheumatism in her shoulder and she couldn't throw the harpoon properly. <laughs> and things were pretty bad. We, we couldn't pay the rent. In fact, the arrears were ticked off in the doomsday book. <laughs> I always remember the furniture was thrown in the street so often we had the loose covers made to match the pavements. <laughs> I lived in lousy digs. They were filthy. You can tell but they were like. Every time we dropped a piece of coal on the carpet, it left a white mark. (laughs) Twice a week, vandals used to break in and decorate it. (laughs) Uh, Things improved. I I got a job as an actor. My first job in show business as an actor. I was in that television saga upstairs, downstairs. (laughs) You never saw me. When I was upstairs, the cameras were downstairs. (laughs) I toured America in Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. I played the part of Bottom, obviously, with my rotundity. While the Americans raved over it. They couldn't do enough for my Bottom. <laughs> in Chicago, they wouldn't let me walk anywhere. And every night after the show, big fellows used to come backstage and say, we've come to take the bum for a ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I got my,
2: my big break. A restoration melodrama of the old Vic. I only have two words to say. The words were, it is. (laughs) For three months at my agent's office where he cleans, I used to stand there (laughs) and I used to rehearse, it is. It is.
0: It is.
2: It is. The night, the opening night dawned. The auditorium was hushed into expectancy. Cigar smoke hung above the audience like garlands. There was a nervous, almost, pathetic desire for people to be involved in this production. One could sense the very atmosphere. The auditorium lights began to dim. Curtains opened. I strode onto the podium with my doublet and hose and my dirk. <laughs> and I stood in the spotlight and I said, Is it? Came backstage and said, You're fired. Well, I said, You can't fire me. I know the part backwards. <laughs> How did that fat oaf Dawson <laughs> ever get into show business?
8: I think you have to remember that the success that Les had didn't come overnight, he had to work really hard to get it.
2: I'm very grateful to be here because the way things are going, if it's true that success breeds success, then I'm on the pill.
11: (laughs) I think Les's background was echoed completely in his work.
2: I mean, I came from a very poor family. Up to the age of 15, I thought knives and forks were (laughs) jewellery. Les was
12: born in 1931 in a place called Collier, in Manchester, and that was a very deprived area.
2: I never knew what a pair of shoes was! Dad used to soak me feet in gravy brown in the up
12: of me toes. <laughs> and that's where, in amongst all that, internally, he learnt that books had a magic to them, words had a magic to them. I
2: was pretty stupid as a kid. The only thing I could do was string words together. And I had a love of, you know, prose.
9: He left school at the age of 14, and I think he was destined
6: to be a writer.
2: And there was one teacher there called Bill Hetherington. He just happened to say about this essay which I'd written about Winter's Day... One day he'll be a writer.
6: He spent his early days playing in bars in, in France.
3: I read uh, some of the you must played in a French brothel,
2: is that right? <laughs> it wasn't a lot of money, but there was plenty of perks. <laughs> no! <laughs> I thought Palace was the place to gravitate to. I mean it's
5: not really because there's too many distractions in Paris, you know. You in fact did a lot of other jobs, didn't you, before you, you made it big. What do you remember most vividly? I was a vacuum-cleaner salesman.
2: And a woman called me in and she, I looked so pathetic at the door, and I had a suit that was so shiny, I used to clean it in middle glass.
5: Well Les spent his days as a salesman, he spent
3: his evenings on the comedy circuits. So we did the Working Men's Clubs, that's what we and he did.
2: And what, we have drove home and he was doing the same, I'm packing in tomorrow. I'm going to get another job, because you've just died, you've crucified her, t- horrible. There are some tough audiences up there, you know. Oh, my word, there are. I mean, are yeah. some, you know yourself, in, in Barnsley. <laughs> if they like your act up there, they don't clap, they let you
12: live. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't getting anywhere at all, he couldn't get into the early somewhere. We're going to pack it in.
2: When my agent first rang me about this engagement, it came as something of a shock because the way the work's been coming, and I thought he'd gone down with a Titanic.
12: He just couldn't make that break, and he was getting more and more depressed. And his first wife, May, had said to him, why don't you try Opportunity Knocks?
3: Opportunity Knocks was the talent show of the 60s. It was the perfect opportunity for new acts to be seen.
10: Your host, Huey Green! <laughs>
5: We were auditioning in Manchester, and Royston Mayo, who is our director, he said, I have got a chap I've known for years. I'm not going to sit in on the panel today.
12: He said, I just want you to give him a chance, push him in on the auditions. And as I'm talking to Huey, they're pushing the piano on, and Green said to me, oh, no, not another pianist. Of course, first sat down, and within ten seconds, Green was falling apart laughing.
2: You've been such a nice audience. I would like to say that if you're ever in Manchester, come and look us up. The door's always open. We can't shut the damn thing.
12: <laughs> he came out and he won that award. It literally changed everything for him.
7: Everybody, but everybody was blown away.
12: And the
1: door was open for him.
7: And here he is tonight, Les Dawson. Mr Les
9: Dawson. Les Dawson. Les Dawson! Les Dawson,
1: Les Dawson this is your life. Yeah. Yeah.
12: He worked hard for it and so and he deserved it.
9: of all of the sketches that Les ever did, the most successful was Sissy and Ada. Wonderful times.
5: It's a funny-looking baby to me. It's a bit odd. I mean, I've never seen one with a cleft chin and two warts under its nose.
0: <laughs>
11: You're looking at the wrong ends. Sissy <laughs> and Ada were a classic formula double act with Roy Barraclough. One rather prissy and precise and uh, the other one sort of vulgar and loose.
5: Do you know they adore my cuisine, oh, you know. Very nice. Yes. Fred Earnshaw, you know, he can't <coughs> wait to get at my gazpacho. Yours <laughs> <laughs> was a roundy little devil. Didn't
10: he? he was influenced by Norman Evans over the garden wall. The old gossipy old ladies.
2: Who threw that through my window there? Lee Schofield? I'll bat you real
11: Immediately, Lazarus is thinking. That is the absolute blueprint for what we're going to do.
5: Tell us how Sissy and Ada started. We used to pre-record loads of sketches in the studio without an audience and yeah. you had to hang around for a long time and people used to get bored so Les used
11: to amuse all the crew and the technicians and go into this routine. We thought it would work well but we'd no idea how well it was going to work. It just took off almost immediately. When you went to Blackpool for your honeymoon, were you... This
5: is girl talking... Really. <laughs> Way <laughs> of Virgo in
0: chapter.
11: That <laughs> no, was just bed and breakfast.
9: He got lot of this material, I would say, from his own mother uh, and his aunt, who worked at the cotton mills.
2: They couldn't hear themselves speak with the looms, the noise of them. So they used to mouth the words. Has she? Uh... <laughs>
0: Has she seen
2: you at the doctors?
0: Well,
2: yes. Is this is the old trouble. That trouble (laughs) (laughs) Woman's trouble
7: (laughs) That reminded me of me Mum and Auntie Nelly and I loved all that you know the pushing up of the right boob or the left boob or whatever.
2: Who calls this brownies? Grand National Brazier (laughs) Why? Five pounds each way.
5: (laughs)
7: Some women
5: in Lancashire would just like Sissy and Ada. Um, Roy Barraclough's uh, Sissy character reminded me of the woman at St Anne's Social Centre who gave me the sack when I was a glass collector. She said, you took that glass too soon, there was still worth left in it. <laughs> <laughs> characters were everywhere. And, and Ada, you know, she'd sit with her legs apart like that, you know, showing the directory knickers, that sort of thing. <laughs> what are you
2: doing, See, damn ridiculous? I'm climbing an out. <laughs>
5: He hated rehearsals. He'd do anything not to rehearse, you know. He'd go through a sketch once and then say, well, well, that'll be all right now. He'd
11: throw the script away. He knew it. That was Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, he's now getting bored of doing the same thing all over again. So he was messing about and changing it.
5: I had no idea that at one time you'd been a thespian. whatever was the one? <laughs>
11: Some sketches were unrecognisable by Thursday. And we'd say, we're doing it tomorrow, Les. And he did behave himself. He'd pull back and start doing it the way he'd originally done it for the Friday.
7: He wants to save his best take for the audience.
5: I haven't seen Bert for three
7: months. What's he doing? Three months would like to try and make each other laugh and, and that made it even funnier. It was really lovely when you could see that they couldn't say their next line because they were laughing.
5: Thank you very <laughs>
0: Well, that's
5: ruined Flory's Cream Lagoon, hasn't it? <laughs> Whatever you do, just have a laugh. That's all it's about, have a laugh, because if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. And I think that was his maxim throughout his career.
2: don't look! It'll bring your shingles back! <laughs> Very outstanding, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's positively
5: dynamic. I wonder who sculpted
2: it? I don't know, but he certainly wasn't sure to clay. <laughs> if I may, play you a memorable song, one that is forever in our thoughts. It's a truly unforgettable number, and that's why it's called Unforgettable. Thank you. <laughs> I've forgotten it. Please forgive me if I appeared down in the mouth this evening, but I've just had some bad news. Uh, tomorrow, it's the mother-in-law's funeral. <laughs> she's cancelled it. <laughs> Actually, despite the things that I say about that, gog, uh, that woman, she's, I'm very fond of her. When she was ill last year, I said to the wife, I said, don't worry about your mother. If she's at death's door, I'll pull her through. <laughs> She went for a swim, like Ness and the mosaic, and picketed the lake. <laughs> I haven't seen her for about a fortnight. So it's a fortnight ago. I was in a public house of dubious distinction. Can you imagine how I felt? There she was, lying on the floor of the 4 ale bar in a pool of spilt Britnik and chewed cashew nuts. <laughs> six men from an oil ring were hitting her with bar stools. One of my neighbours said, you going going to help her. I said, no, six of them should be enough. <laughs>
8: Blankety blank, boom boom.
5: Blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank.
8: Blankety blank. In the 80s, blankety blank was the show to do. People adored it at home.
2: Let's get one thing straight from the word, (laughs) though.
8: I'm only here because I owe money. Terry had made it a great success to begin with, and then Les took that over.
1: It was such a good idea
3: to follow a dull old presenter like me. With a really good stand-up comedian like
2: that. See, this is the first time I've hosted a quiz show. And quite frankly, I feel about as comfortable as a lame turkey sat on a pile of Paxo (laughs) listening to Christmas carols. He was the
6: natural successor to Terry Wogan.
9: I used to get it right when Terry was here. up
2: to here with Wogan.
6: <laughs> what was great about Les when he took over Terry Wogan on Blankety Blank was he had no respect for the, the game show. It's,
2: it's, it's, it makes the show what it is a failure. <laughs>
6: no respect for the contestants.
2: That dress is smashing. I
6: love last year's fashions. <laughs> He had no respect for it at all.
7: With Les, if he did something wrong, they usually kept it in the programme rather than him being embarrassed for the fact that he'd forgotten something. Tracy. Tracy? Oh, no. (laughs) Tracy!
11: (laughs) He had that rare gift. People positively wanted to be insulted by Les because he could... Insult you without a trace of offensiveness.
7: Bandstand. Bandstand. <laughs> I don't talk. You don't kill and the afterwards is he'd always say to everybody, Oh, thanks for having a bit of fun, you know, that's all it was. And you say, Of course it was, darling. I've never heard <laughs> <ever been> such <so laughs>
0: The beauty of Les was that he could
7: Given an innuendo and it just worked perfectly. Little John and
2: Mary were playing at being doctors. <laughs> <laughs> she had him on the operating table and decided to cut off his blank or blank.
5: There's adored it when the contestants got totally
12: unsuitable prizes. <laughs> you...
7: <laughs> <laughs> you. want won a dry flower display. <laughs> Everything about that program was perfect for Leslie's character. He made iconic television. Les de blank, blank for seven years. He did a wonderful
2: job. You're not gonna empty-handed, you're checking back that shirt you're wearing. <laughs> I'm also you're talking about and Pen.
3: She's a wonderful storyteller, and there was nobody better at building up a story.
2: As soon as I saw her, I fell in love. I know she wasn't a beauty in the accepted sense. I mean, she was so thin, I don't know why she wore a I've seen bigger lumps in oatmeal.
6: <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the, the material. It was the way he used the language, the way he built it all up.
2: But I loved it with every fibre of my being and her. To me, she was everything. And then one night, we went back to her flat. It's thousand to one quirk of fate. Somebody can never anticipate you. Tell her to sleep on a waterbed and... the house caught fire and she was poached to death.
5: He was doing one-liners. He was so good at doing the story in between.
2: One day I was selling my office. The curtains were drawn, but the rest of the furniture was real.
5: It's like a little... a heart machine. The narrative is like that and then now and again, just a
11: joke like that.
2: Just then a letter came under the door, it brought tears in my eyes. It was written on an onion. <laughs>
11: I think it was his wordplay that made him so
5: distinctive.
2: I went to our local doctor of the week, I walked in the surgery, I said, Can you help me out? He said, Certainly, which way did you come in?
5: <laughs> it's just a classic when uh, he's describing um,
2: observing the night sky in all its majesty. As I looked at the myriad of stars twinkling like pieces of quicksilver thrown carelessly onto black velvet. As Mars and Jupiter lay festooned in their orbital belts. Ladies and gentlemen, I sat there and I shivered and I thought, I must put some slates on this lavender. It's just beautiful.
8: He had a very serious side to him. He was a very serious writer, wanted to be a journalist uh, originally.
12: He worked tirelessly at home through the night, many, many times, writing, playing with words, juxtaposing ideas.
2: I used to be a British secret agent. I was known as 00358. We were
12: so poor that the mice in the kitchen used to set traps for us. <laughs> Although Les is not with us any longer, we all keep getting reminders of him. Brennan O'Carroll with Mrs. Brown's boys. You know there's an
6: influence in there. Cross dressing, you know, he made that popular, you know, and yet he never looked like a woman. If you look at Little Britain, David Williams never looked like a woman.
5: Les Dawson was one of the people that blazed the trail for oiks like me to be able to use flowery language. He had a humour that will never, ever date.
11: (laughs) I can't think of him without laughing.
3: One of the outstanding comedians in British life.
10: We can really say, me and Tommy, that I don't think we'll ever, ever see another storyteller like Les Dawson. He was a master. He was brilliant.
4: I'm extremely proud to be Les Dawson's daughter. He was just such a brilliant comic. He was a great storyteller. And the best of all, he was my dad.
2: In this world that can depress the human spirit. Pestilence, plague, famine, drought, the evil drummers of war. But even these horrors pale into insignificance when compared to that ultimate folly of man's own making, the wedding reception. <laughs> now, I can dimly understand why people get married. Because if it wasn't for marriage, men and women would have to fight with strangers. <laughs> but for women, I cannot comprehend the reason for that sacrificial feast afterwards. Because let's face it, the average wedding reception is about as enjoyable and as interesting as listening to Open University on a debate on the workings of a ferret's saliva gland. (laughs) In Polish. (laughs) Much against my will, the other week I was dragged off to a wedding, it was the marriage of the wife's eldest sister Maude. The fact that she was getting married came as a somewhat emotional Trevor Because the lady in question had been on the shelf for so long, she was beginning to ferment. (laughs) It was a cold, drizzly day. We all huddled in the church, looking like refugees from a Zeppelin raid. (laughs) I looked at the bridegroom, who was a dwarf from Luton. (laughs) He was wearing a set of hired tails. I'm not saying he looked a mess, but Moss Brothers were picketing the vestry. (laughs) The looked at the bridegroom, he looked at the wife, he looked back at the bridegroom, he said, Do you take this woman? I'll have having delivered.
0: <laughs> the wild boys took the blinkers off, the
2: hideous ceremony ground to a halt, and we trooped off to the wedding reception, which was held in a vast gothic corpse hall the size of Wembley. <laughs> They'd hired a three piece band that was so lousy, every time a waiter dropped a tray, we all got up and danced. <laughs> The wife's family went to the running buffet like a shoulder of piranha fish. (laughs) In fact, the struggle for the sausage rolls got so fierce, Henry Cooper did the commentary. (laughs) And the catering was a mess. The boiled ham had been cut so thin, somebody shouted to a waitress, you deal and I'll shuffle. (laughs) The sherry was weak and warm and obviously a cheap one. I don't know who trod the grapes for it, but in my glass it was a corn plaster. (laughs) A dreary night rolled on, the mother-in-law got drunk and stood on a chair singing all the songs she'd learnt as a stormtrooper. <laughs> Mercifully, it all came to an end when the bride picked up her husband and they went off in a van to Fleetwood, which I thought was an no odd choice for Winter, but she said, Well, you know it's handy for a deck chair. The wife got very emotional, she said. Uh, she said, Look at them, she said. I can just see them on the first night in the hotel. It'll be like that television series, The Lovers. (laughs) I see, with the difference in size, it'll be more like Mission Impossible. I
7: didn't see a hologram. I saw Les. He looked so real, he seemed so real... I feel
5: very beautiful the whole thing. I liked every minute of it. God bless old Les. We love it. I just simply enjoyed Les' performance. And that was just how an audience with Les would have been. Les
9: was definitely very with us it was amazing this is beyond my dreams it's wonderful
1: You have been listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was a show featuring the late Les Dawson in an audience that never was. So I'll speak to you again next time. This is Graham Stevens saying, keep smiling.
5: We've got some off-price, crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie OPs Pool games, gold chains, worst names, and Edda Push and Trevor Francis, tracksuits suits from a mush, and Shepard's Bush Push,
0: push, 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 push No income tax, no VAT No money back, no guarantee Black or white, rich or poor but We'll cut prices at a straw